You're listening to Bodyful, a podcast that explores the wonder and complexities of living in this human form and how we can engage in an ongoing practice of bodyfulness to become more fully at home in ourselves and in the interconnected web of Gaia, the living earth. I'm your host, Valerie Martin, and I'm the founder of the Gaia Center for Embodied Healing, where we support folks in their growth and healing work with somatic psychotherapy and embodiment practices. We hear all the time about the importance of being mindful, and it's time to invite our bodies to the party. Welcome to Bodyful. Good morning, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I am recording this intro during like morning commute time. So in addition to our lovely bird friends and bug friends, you will probably be hearing a little hum of cars um, behind me. Wow, it's like 64 degrees and I had to put a jacket on in late June in Tennessee, which is super weird. Uh, but it feels really lovely and I am a little delayed getting this episode to you I started working on the show notes last week and just sort of got distracted by other things but the timing ended up being perfect because I just found out yesterday that Sarah Jane Chapman who is the guest for this episode is joining our team at Triluna so excited I interviewed Sarah Jane on my previous podcast what's the fucking point and that was several years ago and got to um, participate sort of alongside her in the teacher training for inner light yoga and she's just a really wonderful human so I'm super excited to have another opportunity to be sort of on the team with Sarah Jane. So the timing for this episode was just perfect, I suppose. Um, Let's see, share a couple of more things before we get into um, learning more about our guest. This morning I did the Hamilton ride on the Peloton bike. I um, can't remember if I've mentioned on this pod But I got a Peloton about mid-May and have just loved it. Was never super into um, spin classes at studios, but, and I did go through a phase where I was like doing cycling classes at the Y my senior year of high school, which was a million years ago, but never really did the studio thing in my adulthood, but man, this bike is so much fun. I definitely recommend, which seems the case for like pretty much everyone who uses it, loves it. So check it out if you have any questions. I'm more than happy to chat with you about it. But the Hamilton ride was just like, I was on the verge of tears the whole time. And it was just such a beautiful example of how powerful something can be when we're experiencing it while we are fully embodied. And because it's like, I mean, this music, for any of you who've either seen the musical live or even watched it on Disney Plus, 
I've only watched it on Disney Plus, but a few times, and it is so good. Um, so it's powerful enough just hearing it or watching it, but hearing it while finding my own strength, oh my gosh, and having Robin Arzon just like make that connection, I cannot tell you. <laughs> it was amazing. Highly recommend. Um, also got to go to the Smoky Mountains recently and see the synchronous fireflies and enjoy a few days of easy car camping and beautiful hikes. So that was really lovely. And the Gaia Center is working on finding our new office space. So I'm pretty sure we've landed on our new home. We're just kind of working out the details of the lease and improvements of the space. And I can't wait to continue to share more details on that. So let's get into our guest. Sarah Jane Chapman was born in upstate New York where she would spend her days climbing trees and laying in the grass. She started practicing yoga at 14, which helped her through some of the most difficult times of her life. In 2012, she traveled to Rishikesh, India, where she became certified in Hatha yoga and shortly thereafter moved to Nashville, Tennessee. Sarah Jane is a licensed massage therapist trained at the Mind Body Institute and offers a variety of bodywork and Reiki, as well as astrology and tarot readings. She is currently playing a lot with creating tinctures and teas from plants to facilitate health and connection with the earth, and loves spending time outside with her daughter and going on walks with her husband in their East Nashville neighborhood. And by the way, Andrew Chapman, who um, sort of the director, I can't remember his official title, but the head dude, <laughs> at Wild Heart Meditation Center in East Nashville. They are a power couple. You can follow Sarah Jane on her Instagram at Sarah Jane Chap and learn more about her in-person and virtual offerings at sarahjanechapman.com and that's Sarah with an H. All right, let's get into the conversation with Sarah Jane Chapman. Sarah Jane Chapman, good to see you. Hi, Valerie. So good to see you. Oh my gosh. What a saying, treat. <laughs> saying your name just never reminded me. I was um, just like trying to go to your website earlier and, you know, typed in your name. And I don't know if you've ever done this when you've Googled yourself, but the one of the first things to. that... <laughs> try not, I'm yes, scared. Cope, coping <laughs> skill number one, don't Google yeah. yourself. Although it gets a little easier when you have a married name and then you're like, oh good, this only yeah. traces back so far, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. But yeah, the old me is dead. Yes. Yeah. But just so you know, <laughs> when you type in Sarah Jane Chapman, one of the... Uh, the auto, you know, complete uh, suggestions mm -hmm. is Abercrombie. So there is a Sarah Jane Chapman oh. who is like high up in logistics at Abercrombie and Fitch. Just FYI. Wow. Okay. Well, I might have to. <laughs> I might have to battle her for her name. Right. I'm just kidding. Wow. I'm surprised Abercrombie is still open. All oh I my, my only like experience with Abercrombie was feeling less than because I couldn't afford any other. I. I mean. <laughs> I'm like getting like very lower T triggered right now because yeah. I seriously like that part yeah. of like high school yeah. when that was like the mm -hmm. thing and I was same thing yeah. like we couldn't afford that but then I no. started working mm -hmm. my little frozen custard job and I was like going and spending all my money at the Abercrombie and oh Pitch on the clearance rack trying to fit in and yeah. I know <laughs> and you're like I'll take my like $100 paycheck <laughs> <laughs> in my life. 
like, <laughs> and buy like one shirt and like oh. maybe I can get a, a jean skirt, you know. Oh, I, can I still was like, smell it. <laughs> oh my goodness, the I, I guess I'm a four. I'm still like feeling out Enneagram stuff, but I guess the four in me was like. Well, if I'm not gonna, if I can't afford it, then I'm gonna be extra weird. And I like would make my own clothes and like shop at the thrift store. I'm like, well, if I'm not invited to this party, I'm gonna make my own party. Exactly. So. Yeah. I was like, you know, Abercrombie on Friday night, hot topic on Saturday. Like, yeah. Oh wow. God. The best of okay. both worlds. <laughs> Okay, so with all of the, this joy coming up yes. and, and yes. you know, painful <laughs> memories, let's take a moment to kind of drop in and mm. just settle and feel the surface underneath you. And just notice how your breath is being breathed. Really scanning through and inviting any gripping to be released. And just noticing what's on your heart today in this moment. Maybe taking one more full belly breath. So how is your heart right now? What do you know? Hmm, my heart's feeling pretty good today. Um, we, uh, my husband's, my mother-in-law is coming into town today and I haven't seen her in a very long time. So we're really excited and she's going to see our daughter who she hasn't seen also in a very long time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a, but then also it's like both, it's like, I'm so excited to see her, but I'm also like, is my house clean enough? You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Just right. like both, a both, yeah, a both and situation. But yes, mm -hmm. but yeah. So what's on your heart today? Ooh. Well, uh, I mean, mostly good stuff, but I'm still, I mm -hmm. mentioned to you before we started pushing recording, that pushing re record that I was pretty fired up right before this. <laughs> Which who what the hell? Why don't we just start with it? Let's um, just dive right on in. Just dive Feet in first. So head first. Yes. <laughs> so I was on this um eating disorder training and um the woman I wasn't familiar with her previously, but she has a private practice somewhere in Texas and um does like the Instagram thing and um was pretty clear early on that she was like very like health at every size aligned and all of that. Um, but later into the ethics part of the training, she starts kind of talking more in depth about that and um, about, you know, like fat acceptance as a social justice issue. And, and like she mm -hmm. showed a picture of, a Hispanic woman in a larger body sitting there eating a bowl of popcorn. She's like, just, you know, look at this image and notice what comes up in you. Right. So which is a really good way to kind of explore like mm -hmm. implicit bias. Right. Sure, um, sure. And so anyway, just, she, she did a good job. I felt like framing all of that part of the conversation and somebody just in the chat goes um, something like, so uh, this whole social justice conversation is feeling very indoctrination-ish. And I was just mm -hmm. like, mm, 
Skirt. <laughs> so I was like, I oh. was like, I'm not gonna bite my tongue here. And she wasn't watching mm-hmm. the chat because that would have probably been a train wreck anyway if she had had yeah. to respond live oh, to yeah. that. But mm-hmm. I would just go like, um, social or what did I say? Like body liberation is a social justice issue. Dot, oh dot, my goodness. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and then she a minute later responded and was like, Hmm. Well, I felt like we began the conversation talking about men- our mental health. And I was like, are you um, like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm missing the point here. Mental health yeah. is a, uh, not an individual a part of issue. Like it yeah. deals with systems and yeah. And so, yeah. And then she basically a minute later was just like, um, thanks for your opinions. I'm out. I'm like not here to engage. And I'm like, okay. Like, you started it. Oh my God. <laughs> Which wow. then like, you know, not to like say that there are no good Christian counselors. I know there are, but like I went and of Googled course. this yeah. lady and it's all over her homepage, but like in a very like mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. kind of scary mm-hmm. way that doesn't feel very mm-hmm. inclusive at all. So anyway, that was, uh, I was feeling a lot of fire in my core yeah. with all of that yeah. and, you know, whatever. So it's, I mean, like, obviously it's not shocking. We know that kind of perspective yeah. is out there. Um, mm-hmm. but it's like, yeah, it, it is a social justice issue. It is all interconnected. I'm curious, yeah. just, I know that's something that you're also really passionate about. So I don't know mm-hmm. if there's anything mm-hmm. that you just want to say about the intersection of those things. Yeah, I will. I mean, it's, it's so interesting, actually. So um, I'm sure you're familiar with Leila Saad's book, Mean White Supremacy. So I did that as a book group last summer, and I'm actually invited some friends to do it again right now. And so, um, and this group of friends also has been doing a lot of their own work around you know, connecting with their bodies and around fat liberation and all these things. And one person was, is simultaneously doing this book and also kind of doing the intuitive eating workbook. And she's like, it's just a lot to do all this at the same time. And I'm like, totally, but also they're like very intertwined, you know, a lot of fat phobia is, is racism you know, is Mm -hmm. steeped in racism. It's a historically like, oh, larger bodies are bad. And like kind of relating that to, to black bodies Mm -hmm. and then like upholding the, you know, the white ideal of thinness. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, these things are all very, yeah. And that sucks. And also, you know, having, Difficult conversations on the internet is difficult. <laughs> yes. It doesn't mean that I mean, we need to have them and, you know, but like it is right. and it's hard. I mean, I've noticed in myself recently that I've like kind of, you know, taken a little bit of like a step back from Instagram, not a, mm-hmm. an official one, but mm-hmm. just some kind of like, I just am noticing in my own body every time I go on there, especially with like public figures that I follow who are in fat bodies. Um, I'm thinking like specifically like Tess Holiday, who I really enjoy mm-hmm. all of her content. And um, she posted something recently that was like, people are commenting on saying that I lost weight, like that's none of your business, whatever, blah, blah. And which is, yeah. And I'm like, it is none of people. And so I, I commented and I'm like, thank you so much for sharing this. Like, you know, it's, I think it's important for people to know that commenting on other people's bodies like it's not okay and then someone responded to me some I mean random person and they were like well it's our business because she's a public figure and I was like no she's a human like <laughs> she's allowed to like set these boundaries of not letting people anyway. and I was and then I was getting my find myself so heated I'm like wow I'm fighting with a stranger on the internet yeah. about another stranger's body yeah, what yeah. is happening <laughs> oh my gosh right and then I'm like oh 
Why? Like, Why am I doing this? Zoom myself? chat and Instagram yeah. comments <laughs> are not where nuanced conversation is going to right. happen. And that's yet it. that's it. it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those things. Like you, you have to say you, it. Yeah. Yeah. You, have you to saw defend. something and yeah, you're you like, defend. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I hope that fire in you is, you know, either put to use yes. or can, you know, turn into some embers or something. Right. I don't know. Right. It feels yeah. Like and, and actually like multiple days this week that, um, I've been coming around to topics like this and have you read that book, Fearing the Black Body? It's no, it's on my list. It's the next yeah, thing I'm going to read. Yeah, me too. I know. Yeah, yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. like, now that, now that this keeps coming up again and again, yeah. I'm just like, okay, mm-hmm. I got to like move that up to the yeah. top of the queue. I just I finally there's reserved so the audiobook from the mm-hmm. library, but I can't wait to read that. And um, and I know there's another a guy who someone sent me a story of his that uh, I'll put in the show notes that he's releasing mm-hmm. a, a book on that kind of a similar topic. So. Well, have you read Anti-Diet by Christy Harrison? I haven't. She references that book a lot, The Fear of the Black Body. And what's cool about it, she kind of goes into the history of diet culture Mm -hmm. and fat phobia and stuff like that. And I mean, a lot of it, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, which is, I mean, I, I love Food Psych. I think I haven't listened mm-hmm. to it in a long time, just so oh, yeah. get kind of burnt out yeah. on it. But, totally, um, totally. But I do remember what, maybe a year, a couple, probably a couple years ago now, like the litter just kind of went under fire for like, they had an episode about, um, I think it was about fat phobia and the, the guests were like Hillary and McBride and Chrissy Harrison, who are two thin white mm-hmm. women, and they were just mm-hmm. like, yeah, oh. yeah, totally. <laughs> like, yeah, it's can like, we not? Do we need to, yeah. yeah, no, totally, totally. And I mean, that's what I, I mean, I, Chrissy kind of got me into yeah, a lot exactly. of this. Mm-hmm. She, yeah. And I also haven't listened to her podcast in years because also I don't really need to. Like, it yeah. was like a support for me for so long, and then like, it just isn't necessary right now. And um, so I'm so grateful for her for, opening that door for me and the only real reason that I like anti-diet is all the history that she does that goes into it and so it is really helpful but yeah I think obviously it's so important to raise up fat bodies and fat bodies of color and you know yeah because obviously they have that lived experience and are feeling the the biases and the the harm more than yeah than my And, and speaking of um going off Instagram. I know Sonia mm-hmm. Renee Taylor just recently left Instagram and I'm mm-hmm. like jumped over to her Patreon, which I'm like, I'm actually, I'll probably actually see more of her content than I did on Instagram. Cause there's just so yeah. much there. It's easy to miss yeah. the things mm-hmm. you really want to be seeing. And so I'm glad to be over there with her. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to, I sent her a little, you know, form through her website on, I need to nudge her again be like how much do I need to pay you to come on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy to do it oh my goodness so I don't know if you listen to um Brene Brown's podcast but Sonia Renee Taylor was on it yeah Yeah. and it made me so happy well first of all her book The Body's Not an Apology incredible book one of my favorites 10 out of 10 recommend to anyone Mm -hmm. but um so funny um and actually I recommend it for my I do this yoga for body connection series, eight week Mm. series. And, um, I always recommend that book for folks to read while Mm -hmm. we're doing the series. 
And uh, it's so funny because that interview started like a week or came out a week before my group started. And so I told people, I'm like, okay, make sure you get this book. And everyone's like, it's sold out of everywhere. Wow. <laughs> cool. And I was like, I'm so happy. And yes. like, I don't know, audiobook. I like <laughs> Yeah. 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 But what was so great about that is, I mean, I love Brene Brown's work so much, but she has so much fat phobia. Mm-hmm. Her and Glennon Doyle do too, both of them. Mm-hmm. And it really, it like hurts my heart because I'm like, Y'all, and Oprah, I mean, like, so many yeah. powerful women that I'm, like, that have, that, like, still have that one part. And I'm, like, no, mm-hmm. you, like, it doesn't have to be this way. And, yeah, and, and you know, Brene Brown's always talking about a specific diet that she's on all the time. And, and it was really awesome because Sonia Renee Taylor kind of, like, called her out on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. Anyway, we don't need to talk about another podcast on your podcast. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> Go listen to it. Yes, I'll link to it yes, in the show notes. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. your your body yoga for body connection yes. series is that mm-hmm. that's online? So well, it's it? in it's well okay. So I've done it twice now, and okay. the first time I and they've both been online because uh, COVID. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to offer it again. Probably, honestly, I'm like workshopped out for the moment, as I think yeah. many people are. Um, so my goal is to offer it again in the fall, and I'll probably continue cool. to, to do it twice a year. And hopefully, if everything feels safe and, and good in the fall, then I'd love to do it in person because um, the second round I did it, we definitely had more community building exercises. But the first round, you know, with Zoom and stuff, it was hard for folks to like really get to know each other. You know, it's like yeah. we had some prompts and stuff. So that was probably the, the main thing that I, I wanted to switch up. But that will be, mm-hmm. yeah, that I will definitely offer that again. And um, it's basically, it's through the Vinny Yoga lineage, um, which is like a therapeutic yoga. Mm-hmm. And it's like very specifically designed to help folks like feel connected to their bodies. And then I have specific meditations. And then I have little homeworks that I give every week. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's like a journaling prompt. Sometimes it's like, unfollow everyone on Instagram that makes you feel like shit. <laughs> That's <laughs> one of the homeworks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, so, or like, you know, trying all your clothes and get rid of the clothes that you don't feel comfortable in, you know, these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So just like how so many aspects of our lives like affect our experience in our bodies. So for folks who maybe, you know, don't really know the different styles and lineages mm-hmm. of yoga, sure. like is Vinny yoga something that they – would would feel and look relatively familiar to them or how would you kind of describe the style yeah. of what vinny yoga is totally so um uh if you're if so if one's experience is mostly in like studios and gyms and stuff which is great it's a little bit different than that style of yoga so it's more um it's slower movements and it's we repeat movements a lot and so the intention is not like as an an exercise that's more of like a moving meditation. Mm-hmm. And one of my teachers always says it's about the experience. It's not about like, I mean, and you know, there's always little parts, like if people have, especially around pain or anything like that, then we, we are specifically crafting postures to help to hopefully like alleviate some pain, but it's not like I want to strengthen X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. I mean, those things are great, but it's just the intention's just a little bit different. Yeah. 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 So I, I, when I think of it, I think of just like, I never did a specific Vinny yoga training, but I think, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the lineage that, that I trained in was somewhat influenced by that. And I think of just mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. feeling of sort of like warrior two 
and then straightening the leg, inhale, exhale, warrior mm-hmm. two, straighten the, and it's mm-hmm. just, I just love that because it really mm-hmm. does feel like a moving meditation. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like if anyone's ever practiced Qigong, it's kind of like Qigong, mm-hmm. and like yoga, but it is yoga. It's just as like a kind of more of a Qigong essence to it yeah. than like a dance essence, I guess. Which some, And you've been studying that as part of your, or studied it as part of your yoga therapy training. So that's another thing mm-hmm. I would love for you to talk about because yeah. I think like, you know, people are like, okay, I know what's what like psychotherapy is. I know what mm-hmm. physical therapy is. Like <laughs> I know yoga is good for the mind and the body. Like what is yoga therapy? What is it? Oh my goodness. The million dollar <laughs> question. Yeah. So, so I'm in this, uh, this program, this yoga therapy program, the school is called yoga. Well, um, it's based out of the Bay area, San Francisco area, and it's a four year program. It's a thousand hours. So we have, so yoga in, especially in the U S like the I guess, governing body, you know, the people that give you certifications, uh, yoga the lines. problematic a, governing body. I know, I know. <laughs> the one that I don't subscribe to, you know? yeah. but that's a whole other thing. But yeah, yeah, so in yoga therapy, we have a different governing body. That's an mm-hmm. international yoga therapy alliance. And they have um, more specific guidelines of like what they want folks to focus on and what, and it's actually, um, so I'm also a massage therapist. It reminds me a lot of the massage governing board, um, which I really like that because they do like require you to take continuing ed and they like check in on things. And it's like, it's, you know, it's like, Oh, here's someone, this is like a way that we know that people are, have a similar training. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But then yoga Alliance is to me just like a money maker. <laughs> but, Cert- certification but yeah, so, mill. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, the, the reason I'm bringing that up is, um, uh, so it's a thousand hour training. So it takes, it's about four years long. And so what yoga therapy is, is we take these really specific, uh, uh, lenses from this lineage and we use them to put together a practice for someone that meets their specific needs. So I work individually with people. You can also take yoga therapy or Vinny yoga classes. Um, and, but they're always kind of given with the discretion of like, Hey, like this is a class. So like, if something isn't meeting your needs, like, please don't do it. Right. Like Mm -hmm. it's more crafted towards the individual, but you can definitely take classes around it too. So, um, how a yoga therapy session would go is I, I mean, I personally see a lot of folks around connecting to their bodies and that can show up in many, many, many ways. But, um, like I know, like my friend, Melissa Shaw is, uh, she's in the same training that I'm in and she's been doing this work a little bit longer than I have actually a lot longer than I have. And she, like, she helps people with sleep a lot. Like that's something that she, but she focuses on all sorts of things, mm-hmm. but you know, every, just like every therapist has their like niche, Specialty, you know? Yeah. Exactly. So folks will come to me and they'll say, usually they're referred to me by a therapist or they like find me. me on. I'm like, please go <laughs> exactly. <see Sarah> Jane. <laughs> <laughs> and much appreciated. And it's so good for me to work with people who are going to therapy because it's not talk therapy. And we yeah. want to make that we are very clear about our. Um, Scope of practice. practice. Thank you. Uh, we're very clear about that. This is not therapy, you know, and as things come up, we're always like, oh, so that would be something we can talk to your therapist about. Right. Mm -hmm. So like definitely referring out when necessary. But so let's say someone comes to me, like, okay, I'll give you a case study. I have a client right now. Um, he has, he came to me because he has chronic lower back problems. And I said, okay. And so, and then as through interviews, 
interviewing him, like, so I ask a bunch of different questions about his experience in his body, you know, when is the pain more, when is it less, what happens like this, that, you know, even things like, you know, how's your appetite, how are your bowel movements, like all this information just gives me information of how the system's working. And then I put together a practice for him. And um, I, through some of the interviewing, it's, there's obviously some, he disclosed that there's uh, a relationship with his mother is um, non-existent right now. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, so maybe, and so in my mind, I'm like, maybe there's some nourishing that needs to happen. So I give him a specific meditation that is just, it's like really simple, a water meditation. That's one of my favorites about bringing water into one system, feel it move through your system, and then you release it. So it's like a cleansing and a nourishing. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that maybe we can affect his system on a deeper level so that can help some of the more outer levels like the body and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then I also give him little exercises to um, help to, you know, alleviate some pain in his low back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as someone so. who is really, I feel like you straddle that line between, and, and I know it's not actually a line, but I, sometimes it feels that way of like the scientific, like you're very trained Mm -hmm. in all of the anatomical stuff in your massage training and, and in the yoga therapy as well. And I know that you're, you know, very into the kind of spiritual tools Mm -hmm. and practices like the tarot and, and obviously there's some level of working with the physical body where if we're kind of taking that yogic lens of the different layers and koshas that there's, you know, the energetic layer, whatever that means to different people. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious sort of how you, you frame and conceptualize that for yourself or how you would explain that to people. Like if somebody walks in and they're like, uh, I don't know about this like energy stuff because I don't think if you cut me open, you're going to find any chakras in here. So why sure. are you going to be like, what are you balancing when you're waving your hands over my body? <laughs> so true. So, well, first I just want to say what's so interesting about Vinny yoga is um, they're very specifically like, we don't talk about specific anatomical things. Like, and mm. it's so funny. My teacher had to like retrain me. Cause I'd be like, well, it yeah. looks like the hamstrings. He's like, mm, we don't know if this is the hamstrings. <laughs> We don't know. And I'm like, oh, you're right. Shoot. And so you say, oh, the back of the legs, because it's the back of the legs or it's the Mm -hmm. back or it's the shoulder, Mm -hmm. you know. And honestly, for me, that feels safer because it's true. You don't, I mean, like there, obviously we could do muscle testing. We could get in there and try to figure it out, but Mm -hmm. also like, why, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like really listening to people and what their experience is. And so, and part of that is like, they're like, my shoulder hurts. And you say, okay. And then you ask them more specifically about their experience of their shoulder, Mm. front of the shoulder, back of the shoulder, this part, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you, you know, and, um, and then also exactly. Yeah. But it's not like, oh, they're rotator cuff. It's like, Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe it is that and sure, but it's more just about like, okay, how can I bring prana or energy into that part of the Mm -hmm. shoulder to help to break up whatever the thing is that's like blocking that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to answer your your question, so the energy thing, well, it's funny because it must just be the people that I get. Because most people that I get are like, tell me everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for all the, the weird things yeah. you're going to do. And I'm like, okay. But for folks who are like, I don't know, I'm like, well, hey, you know, have you ever lived with someone and they're just angry, but they don't say anything? You know, and you can just feel that they're angry. That's energy, you know, yeah. like that, that, that's something that we can feel, or you can like sense that someone's there 
even though you don't see them, you know, yeah. it's like, these are all types of energy that, right. you know, and just like or I was even... describing the, the fire in my core, mm-hmm. like, obviously mm-hmm. I'm not saying there's literal fire, but like, I sure. feel the, the hot energy, the emotion yeah. that, and that there's a visceral experience of that, which, you know, energy and emotion, I feel like are, are in some ways quite synonymous. Sure. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then even just like within someone's own system, it's like, you know, you sit for a long time and then you stand up and you do a little stretch. Like you can feel the energy kind of shift in one's body. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And that's why I love to think of it from like the pranic lens. So like prana meaning meaning energy, um, Life um, Mm -hmm. life force, breath, you know, all these great things. And, um, yeah, just like how, how we can like, you know, when folks are feeling disconnected from parts of their body mm-hmm. and then they get really, then they become painful. And it's like, well, you know, it's like, I love to connect to my body. Like I would connect to like my dog, <laughs> you know, it's like when my dog is feeling neglected, he gets really annoying. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, he's a poor, poor guy. He definitely hasn't had as many walks as he's nor Yeah. We have a, a young toddler as he used to get. And he's, he's been doing this thing where we have to like put our bread like on top of the fridge instead of on the counter uh-huh. because he'll like get it. And so, but I noticed that like, yeah, on days when he gets like even less attention, he like does more things like that, you know? Uh-huh. And it's funny because our bodies kind of do the same thing. You yeah. know, it's like if we're not paying attention to them, it's like it'll start out really small and then it'll get louder and louder and louder and louder, you know. And so sometimes they're just like, hello, I'm here. Yeah. Pay attention to me. I yeah. love you. And you're like, oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like the worst when, you know, especially for folks who have some kind of movement practice mm-hmm. and yet it's so the the pull toward just like, getting in just totally cognitive space and like, I'll just be on my laptop, like, and I'm like, why does my back hurt? Oh, probably because I've been sitting literally hunched Mm -hmm. over for eight hours. Mm -hmm. Like, thank you body. Okay. I get it. Message received. Okay. We'll do a little stretching later. I'll take a bath. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that's so true. That's neat that, I mean, I think just the blend of your, the anatomical training that you do have with this different mm-hmm. lens of uh, different way of looking at and working with the body and mm-hmm. with the energy body is really cool. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, I, it's really interesting to me because, so I trained a little bit. So when one of my first massage jobs was at this treatment center, I was working at locally in Nashville. And, um, I trained with this, with the head massage therapist and she taught me how to read chakras with a pendulum and, um, and it was so interesting because I started like observing, and I'm not saying this is like true across the board, but I have started noticing that, um, like if there was something happening in someone's chakra, like maybe it was closed or something that maybe something would be happening in that physical part of their body. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's interesting. You said like the hunch, you know, like, like your back is like, you're kind of hunched over on the computer, like some, like. Like if, and it's kind of amazing because it shows up people's body language. So let's say if someone is feeling like really like shy and self-conscious, they might even like physically like pull into themselves a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so like maybe their heart chakra is not feeling safe. And so they're going to have like pain in their shoulders. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. Or like, you know, if someone's having low back pain, it's like maybe they're like protecting their pelvis in a way. I don't know. 
you know, it's again, mm-hmm. not across the board. It's not like, do you have foot problems? You have a root chakra issue, but like, exactly. yeah, <laughs> but like, it is an interesting like thing that I would notice and how like, yeah, I mean, the, these are all inter- interconnected, our energetic body and our physical body and our emotional body right. are all just like yeah. intertwining with each other. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Um, and one thing I, I appreciate about sort of the whole framework of the chakras is that I think that there's room to interpret it at all different levels of mm-hmm. like, sure. even if you just want to interpret it as sort of a metaphorical framework that sure. you can if you're looking at all of those seven layers, you're kind of looking at the full like three dimensionality of being a human. So yes. if there's something that's off, you're going to, you're going to look at it. If you're actually yeah, looking at all totally. those, those areas. Yes. So yeah. And like how they are all, how they all interact with each other too, how mm-hmm. they're in relationship with each other too is yeah. really interesting. Um, yeah. With some of the energy work that I do, it is interesting how there might be like, an excess of energy in one spot with mm. like maybe a little less energy in another place. And, you know, and, and, and how these things can move really, really quickly too. Mm-hmm. I used to teach, um, at, at mind body Institute, uh, massage school, I used to teach Eastern theory and I would teach them how to read chakras too with the pendulums. And it's like, I would always tell people like it, you know, whatever we're reading in this moment doesn't mean like this defines you, right? Like anything can happen that can like change the energy in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, like I had one student who had come in, she was a little late. She was in a fender bender. Like she was okay, but obviously was shaken up. Mm-hmm. And I told her, and that's what we were doing that day was reading chakras. And I was like, listen, we don't have to read your chakras, but if we do, I'm just going to tell you, they're probably going to be a little, you know, out of whack today. Yeah. And she's like, let's do it. And so we did it. We recorded it. And then I was like, okay, we'll read again in two weeks and see what happens. And they were all completely different two weeks Mm -hmm. later. Right. Because she was feeling more secure. She wasn't just had this like major thing happen. So yeah, I mean, that's the thing too is, and just like, yeah, yeah. So I wonder (laughs) about, I know you mentioned obviously scope of practice, like if something Mm -hmm, comes up mm -hmm. with, for instance, a massage client, um, like you're going to want to gently offer that, you know, Mm -hmm. encouragement of seeking support to help them move through something. But that doesn't mean that it's not going to show up on your massage table too. Right. Oh, for sure. Yes. And, and having folks like you who are, have a level of background and training in that to like, be able to notice what's happening, to be able to Mm -hmm. kind of you know, hold mm-hmm. some safety in that space when there is some kind of emotional release or response happening um, until you can, you know, kind of wrap them up and get them that recommendation. Yeah. I'm curious, like, if there's any any themes that you have noticed or experienced that you've had of just noticing how trauma shows up in the body when you're doing body work with people. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And so for me, well, first, I mean, as Bessel van der Kolk tells us, the body Mm -hmm. keeps the score, you know, we hold all these things in our bodies. And so much of it for me is like, it's so important for people to not feel judged, to not feel like anything is wrong. And, you know, let's say someone has an emotional release, they cry on the table. It's like, you just hold that space for them. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so much of that is like me having to do my own work. You know, because the first mm-hmm. when I mean, I've been a massage therapist for five years and, um, you know, at first it would be like, Ooh, is this okay? okay? Am I OK? Like, yeah. Yeah. Are you okay? yeah. <laughs> you know? And then it's like, Woo, you know, and I mean, literally, literally last week. So now I'm fully vaccinated mm-hmm. and I have a new I have a rule that I'll wear my mask 
if someone is also fully vaccinated and I mean, I can't tell you how many people's jaws are so tight right now between oh. stress, <laughs> you know, yeah. and then also just like wearing a mask, you know, you're kind of closing your mouth a little bit yeah. more. So just folks have just really tight jaws. So mm. my, my new thing is I'm like, Hey, everyone needs to, if, if you're vaccinated, come in and I'm going to work on your jaw, you know? Mm. And this one person literally came in just for that purpose. She just got a 30 minute massage and she was like, I'm having all this pain. Actually, it's funny. She was like, I'm having pain in my neck and my shoulder. And I'm like, do you clench your teeth? She's like, no. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, are you vaccinated? She's like, yeah. I'm like, how do you feel about taking your mask off? We could work on your jaw a little bit. She's like, okay, sure, whatever. I start getting in the jaw. I mean, she's got a lot of tightness there. And so um, as we're – and then she starts like saying like, oh, you know, this is my fault. I shouldn't have this is all. And I'm like, no, it's okay. Your body is just here to protect you. She's here to protect Mm -hmm. you. And she just bursts into tears. And she's like, I don't know why I'm crying. And I'm like – you're allowed to cry. It's all good. I'd actually, and actually this kind of goes back to the Vini yoga. We have these things called the Vegas, mm-hmm. which is, it's spelled like Vegas, like Las Vegas, mm-hmm. but Vegas. Um, it's basically anything the body does to release something that's involuntary. So mm-hmm. crying, yawning, farting, burping, peeing, menstruating, vomiting. Uh, what else? Blinking. Hmm. You get it. Anything that like yeah, leaves the body. Release. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Cool. So the idea is if you hold that in, it will just start mm. to create like some ama or like some backup in your body. And by releasing it, this is like a vata or like an, uh, you know, like a movement release. And so it helps whatever that represents, you know, if it's gas, it's gas. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it could be something else, but like, but let's, but the idea of like holding that in can actually kind of make you sick. I mean, we actually even know that from the West, right? Yeah. And so crying is such a big one. And I mean, it happens in yoga, it happens on the, my massage table, it happens, you know, in all of this mm-hmm. stuff. And, and I'm like, let it go, please. Right. Let right. it release because you're allowing your system to have some sort of change. Your system's having some sort of state change. Yeah. And it's good, you know? Yeah. And I, I think about that so much with my daughter who's almost two, you know, she'll like, whatever, something will happen. She'll cry. And I just like hold her and like, let her just, and then like 30 seconds later, she's like, okay. And then like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's the little gazelle like, that Peter yeah, Levine always yeah. talks about, right? Exactly. Like we yes, gotta just yes. we gotta release that shit. And, and also, exactly. little, little psychology one hundred and one thing. If anybody is not familiar with where the term like "oh, you're so anal" comes from, it's oh like, yeah, oh yeah, right? the Freudian mm-hmm. anal retentive. Yeah. Like if you mm-hmm. have a sort of character structure of like holding things in that yeah. need to be released, that is obviously going to manifest in a physical sensation, Mm -hmm. but it's very much going to show up in patterns of rigidity and over control. Um, And then I'm curious, like, I haven't heard of many like anal expulsive personality types, but I'm sure they're out there. (laughs) Sure. Why not? (laughs) Just really, I guess people who have no filter, like. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's like the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny because of people in in my last yoga for body connection group, someone asked like, oh, is it okay to yawn in yoga class? And I was like, Mm. oh, it's so good to yawn in yoga because it's, it's one of those things, one of the Vegas, like it's helping us release something. Mm. You're having some sort of state change and, it's not like a uh, an insult to your instructor. <laughs> you're nice. Even if you are tired, you're like, cool. You should probably sleep. Yeah, then. yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I just my brain is going all over the place. Is there yes, anything please. that that you um, are excited to talk about or share about, or if not, maybe there's a, just a brief little practice that you could guide us through. 
Yeah. Um, well, can I do both? Please. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I have some like workshops in the books, but I'm going to wait till the fall to do yeah. them because honestly, I feel like at this point, like we all just need to like have fun. I agree. You know? And also I was up until midnight last night publishing a new page for workshops that I'm, which I, Oh, great. I well, that's great. I don't do like, I don't really challenge yeah. myself to do things like that usually. So I was, just, mm-hmm. I was feeling the momentum and I was like, yes, screw it. I'm just going to do it. But it's only like two 90 minute things. So that's great. Low that's key, great. Not a lot of zoom time. Yeah. Check it out. <laughs> yes. No. So good. No. I mean, just for myself, like I, I like, okay, I'm going to do that. And I like start playing. And I'm like, I'm getting anxious for my yeah. the thing that I'm trying to, what? Like, no, yeah, <laughs> take yeah. a step back. Like, uh-huh. let's, yeah. So all my stuff. So yeah, I will definitely be cool. doing my body series again in the fall. And, um, you know, I'm just also like, I miss community so much mm-hmm. and I miss yoga communities. I miss, you know, and, and I'm excited to see them shift and change. And so I don't really know what that looks like, but I have some ideas of like ways to cultivate community. Mm-hmm. So anyway, stay tuned for that. But also um, some of the offerings that I do, body work, energy work, yoga therapy, like we shared, um, and tarot readings and astrology readings. And so I know that body actually, work and yoga would mm-hmm. normally be with folks in Nashville. Do you Is in do Nashville, yes. astrology, tarot, or, mm-hmm. or yoga with folks um, virtually? Yes. Yeah. Actually, cool. I actually have a lot of, um, a lot, well, a handful of my yoga therapy clients are in different states. Nice. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I see folks, uh, virtually for that. Yeah. Astrology is actually really fun on, uh, it's actually almost easier to do on zoom because I put <laughs> the charts together, you know, and you can kind of like show yeah. the charts and I have, um, and then I also am doing mentorships around astrology. I have a few folks mm-hmm. that I work with individually where I'm like, we were going through the wheel and we're like kind of learning about, I'm teaching about, you know, the different signs and aspects and all these fun things. So if that's something you're interested in, you can check it out on my website. Um, yeah. Now let's do a little practice. Let's do it. Does that sound good? Okay. So obviously if you're driving, oh, oh, you're this. moving the computer. Oh, check I'll come the mic. closer. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Can you hear can you yes, hear me? You're good okay. now. Thank you. I think you just had your hand on the mic. <laughs> yes. Okay. So obviously, if you're driving, don't do this. But <laughs> come back to it later. You, <laughs> yeah, come back to it later. Um, but wherever you are, if you can just find your feet on the ground, you can be standing or sit or seated. If it feels comfortable and safe, you can close your eyes. I'm gonna start to notice the fluctuations of your breath. And then rest your hands on your chest. And then just start to notice the fluctuations of your breath in your hands. Next time you inhale, you take your hands a little bit away from your chest. Exhale, bring your hands back onto your chest. Inhale, take your hands a little bit more away from your chest. Exhale, bring your hands back to your chest. And just repeat this a few times on your own. 
seeing what feels safe, what distance feels safe to move your hands away. Having your movement be an extension of your breath. And the next time your hands land on your chest, stay there for one breath. And then as you inhale, again, take your hands away. Exhale, land your hands on your chest. Stay there for one breath. And then do that two more times on your own. Inhaling, hands away. Exhale, hands back to the chest. One more like that on your own. And that's the practice. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Just that ex the hands moving as the extension of the mm -hmm. breath is really beautiful. Yeah, that's a vinyasa yoga technique, mm -hmm. and it's called niyasa, to touch your, it's to touch is what niyasa is, and I found it to be such an important um, technique right now, because a lot of folks um, aren't receiving touch, you know, and maybe not even in a loving way, and so just receiving that for yourself, and mm -hmm. you're just touching yourself in like a nurturing way can be so, so, so necessary. Yeah. And if the research is to be believed that we can actually activate our own oxytocin release um, yes. that we get from, you know, maybe less mm -hmm. strong, but that we get sure. from cuddling and snuggling with others. Which yeah. is cool. I also noticed as I was doing that practice, I could really, I was sensing into my jaw and like going, oh, she's right about the jaw thing. <laughs> and like also kind of highlighted the importance of body work because I think there, and you could probably speak to this, but like mm. there are going to be like, there are certain muscles where if I realize like, oh, I'm holding my leg in a certain way that like, mm. I didn't realize that I was gripping it, but I can, mm -hmm. I can consciously choose to release it, but I could not will my jaw to yeah. release and release that tension. Cause it probably the tissues literally need to be yeah. worked. So, mm -hmm. you know, folks have access to someone <laughs> external who can do that for yeah for them that's great and if not I'm sure that foam rollers and stuff but is that yeah. is that accurate that there are just some parts of the body that you mm -hmm. can't just be like oh trapezoids release relax like, yes <laughs> wouldn't that be nice uh well and especially the cheek muscle it's called the masseter it's one of the strongest mm -hmm. muscles in the body so mm -hmm. it's uh it just is naturally and then, and also there's so many things like how you sleep. So it's like if mm -hmm. someone sleeps on their side, their pillow might like pull up, you know, there's just like all these other things that can contribute to especially jaw tightness. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's some things that we just not kind of like need to like manually, you know, mm -hmm. release. And actually speaking of the jaw one, there's a short video on my Instagram page at Sarah Jane Chap that has, shows you how to give yourself a face and head massage. Cool. It's like five minutes long. Um, 
So if you, if you're like, don't have access to someone or, I mean, massage can be expensive if you can't afford it. Like you can definitely do it yourself. Obviously it's like better. It's it's just like, feels good just to receive it, you know, without having to do it yourself. But, but yeah, just to, I mean, cause you know, here we are, we're all, there's just a lot going on, right? We have Mm -hmm. to like continue to do the work and also recognize when there's time to just like, oh, and then like what's happening with my job, <laughs> you know? Right. Like even two so, minutes yeah. here could be really oh, beneficial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. And then, I mean, there's just, and all the muscles are interconnected. So like some folks I know, I'll see they have migraines and it's because they clench their jaw. Mm-hmm. And so releasing the jaw can start to release, I mean, you know, not obviously not in all migraines in all bodies, but, you know, or the, like the person that came in with the neck and shoulder issue, mm-hmm. it was really her clenching her jaw. That was mm-hmm. the culprit. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's a big one. Like jaws, shoulders and hips are kind of the big uh, stressful. I mean, we hold it at things everywhere. Also, mm-hmm. these days, the other secret like people don't realize is so tight is uh, forearms and hands. Huh. Is that because the hmm Because the, the fingers, the attachment muscles go all the way down to your elbow. So they go down mm-hmm. your forearm, the front and the back. Mm-hmm. and so yeah so even if just like squeezing it right now so if you just like squeeze your forearms and look mm-hmm. at and let your fingers be loose and look at your fingers your fingers will involuntarily kind of squeeze in a little bit yeah huh. and that's Isn't neat that to know because you know like some people obviously I know my husband gets really bad tendonitis there and mm-hmm. some people will get the carpal mm-hmm. tunnel but even yeah. for folks who don't have those like very like your body is screaming at you like yes. still to just spend a minute just kind oh. of yeah. Giving some love to your forearms. Please, please. Oh my goodness. Our hands do so much for us. Yes. They're so sweet and amazing to us. And it's so nice <laughs> to just give them some love, you know? So true. Oh, here's one more little Vini yoga. This is more of an Ayurvedic yeah. trick. Um, if you have a hard time sleeping or if you find that like you're on your feet all day and you're typing all day, just a little um, sesame oil mm. is really great for pain from an Ayurvedic perspective. So before you go to bed, um, rub some sesame oil in your hands and just kind of like massage your hands or the soles of your feet up like up towards your ankles. And honestly, it like helps with sleep so much. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, I, I can't remember if I have any like, I specifically Ayurvedic sesame oil. I'm, I think I have, I can't remember what the one that I have. You can is, use like your cooking. I'm like, I have, oil. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have cooking, yeah. I have toasted sesame yeah. oil and I love it. Yeah. It doesn't stuff, have to so be I'll fancy. Just... Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't have to be fancy. I'm all about like whatever is easy and available, you know. But yeah, sesame oil is like specifically for vata um, mm-hmm. imbalances. So vata is like anything about movement, but pain falls under vata, uh, cracking, dryness, Stickness, all yeah. that mm-hmm, cool. is all vata stuff. So yeah, so and most most people, it's the easiest dosha. It's the easiest quality to get out of balance hmm. is. Um, is vata. So most people have maybe even a little extra yeah. these days. And speaking of giving love to the body, is your body meta yes. practice still on Insight Timer? <gasps> yes. Yes. Cool. Yes. 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 I'll yes. put that yes. in the show notes too. Cause that is, Please. I recommend that all the time to folks. Cause it's just such a, sh- a good short little way of learning yeah. for, for people who don't know meta. It's just the, the Buddhist loving kindness practice and to be able to turn that specifically toward our bodies in a culture mm. that teaches us to do the opposite I is know. very useful. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes. I feel like my one of my goals in life is to have as many people as I can. Just you don't have to love your body. Just don't hate your body. You <laughs> just yes, yeah, you don't have to love. Yeah, you don't have to love. I mean, just I, I, don't I, be a dick to her. Really, yes him or them yeah yeah yeah, whoever (laughs) you know it's like they're they're just trying their best 
and we yeah. just we just need to like just feel at least like connected to them in yeah. some way, share before. Doesn't have to be perfect, but just to not hate them. Amen. Well, <laughs> your website and all those links will be in the show notes. And thank you so much for being here. This was so much fun. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you feel moved to share it with someone you think would love it, that would mean so much to me. For show notes, head over to GaiaCenter.co and follow us on Instagram at the Gaia Center and at Val K Martin, V-A-L-K-A-Y Martin. And if you're into animal stuff and delicious vegan food, be sure to check out my other podcast, Vegan and Vibrant. See you next time.